If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is not really Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if it were, uh, I would urge you to uh, listen and watch the Inglorious Trexperts. Because uh, who knows, maybe it'll uh, bring in more income. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital, wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. This is Mark A. Altman, and this is a special bonus episode of the 430 Movie. It's Mother's Day week here on the 430 Movie. Whoa, Mother's Day week. Where did this come from, Darren Dockerman? It it came from uh, my mom getting the uh, Electric uh, Now app (laughs) and, and watching our show and saying, you know, I have some favorite movies I'd like to I, I'd like to mention. And I said, "Well, Mother's Day's coming up. Maybe we'll do an episode for Mother's Day and and mention all our mom's favorite movies." So, did your your mom downloaded the Electric Now app, which is now available, where you can watch episodes of the Four Thirty Movie on demand? She did. That's really great. <laughs> wondered you know certain people like they know they're down with the technology but i'm glad your your mom found it so easy well she had help (laughs) you think of the show she likes it she's uh, she's watched a bunch of them apparently oh Uh, i I can't really uh, get her to name any specifically but i i know she did because uh, she tends to do things like that so sword and sorcery week is her favorite right probably yeah well, let, let's point out, this is not a week devoted to movies about mothers. There will be no Psycho. No. Um, Spanking the monkey. Mil- Un- unless, <laughs> unless one of our mothers enjoys Psycho. Right, 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 of course. Yeah, but could be. About movies that our mothers love. So it's more, you know, it, as opposed to movies about mothers. Right. Oh, it's not um, Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like we're talking about stuff <laughs> mom likes um you know when we do danny devito week we can do throw mama from the train and hoffa and such. <laughs> throw hoffa from the train <laughs> so anyway see everybody we've been on hiatus but we keep interrupting our hiatus to get back together it shows you uh you know uh how much we missed the show right yeah, I I, uh, I was really glad. I heard that Chris Winter's family really appreciated the um, adventure as a new name week. It meant a lot oh, to them. Good, that's, that's really great. Here, really glad we did that. And hopefully, our moms will appreciate this special <laughs> day. Week. This one's for you, mom. I, I know you don't know what a podcast is, but it's for you. It's for you, mom. <laughs> Top of the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, 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 it's only it's only fair we got to do this next month for father's day right yeah oh my god dude father's day week come on how isn't that just world war ii week again it pretty much is Western <laughs> week? Yeah. no no it's james bond week for me now we can see we have to do father's day week because yeah. i just got to ask my dad what do you want me to talk about Okay, well, I can't ask my dad, but I... I yeah, and I can't either, so thanks very much, guys. Well, oh, well, so now I feel like an insensitive prick. What? <laughs> I, I know exactly what he would want to see, so it's, uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be fun, and, and uh, it, it's a good uh, way to, uh, to, to celebrate. But I can't talk about my dad during Mother's Day week because my mother will get upset if she listens. So oh, no. Too late. We sh- <laughs> Sorry. Um, Uh-oh. This is great. I'm technical please here. My internet connection is unstable. He's breaking up. He's breaking up. Where's the override? <laughs> so um, while Steve's trying to 
Oh, that's tricky. He's back. He's back. Okay. <laughs> Eight. Can you hear me? Testing? Yes. All right. Well, Steve is rotating to the fourth dimension. Not entirely stable. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, are your mothers like, Darren, is your mother a big movie fan? Is she somebody that encouraged your love of cinema early she, on? She she loves movies, and uh, she took me to uh, some of the first movies that I saw in a the theater. She loved going to uh, Radio City in New York and uh, took me there several times. And, uh, yeah, she... Uh, she uh, she loves movies, yeah. and and so here we are. Great. And what about you, Ashley? Uh, uh, is your mom a, a cinephile? Is she somebody who loves movies? You know what's funny is she uh, she's just not really. In fact, um, the uh, the only movie I remember going to see with my mom was not The Hunger. It was uh, it was American Graffiti, and what I remember most about it is like it was when it was i want to say like shit like 76 something there's like a re-release i think clean up and um and uh went with my with my mom and my dad and my older brother and my little sister to go see american graffiti and i feel as though 30 seconds after the scene where like they're mooning everybody like through the window of the car my mom made us leave so that's my movie watching experience with my mom did uh uh, you ask her where she was in 62? No. Where were you in 62? I, I did not. Uh, okay. I, I suspect it was someplace where people did not moon other people. For those of you listening at well, home, where did. were you in 62 was the tagline for American yes. Graffiti. Which is, by the way, a great movie. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's my third favorite George Lucas movie. Okay. Would you like to know the first two? I'm pretty sure the first one is Star Wars, but what would the second one be? THX one one three eight. Okay, fair, fair. School and uh, and American Graffiti third. Steve, what about you? Your, what's your favorite George Lucas? <laughs> your mom likes. Uh, no, actually, if I want to ask you how. That. My mom loved American Graffiti because that's kind of where she grew up in in California with the kind of the car culture. So she really identified to some extent with that movie. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I mean, I've told a lot of stories about my mom on this podcast before. Obviously, uh, when we did Vampire Week, I told the the story of uh, uh, her taking me to see The Hunger, much to our mutual chagrin. And uh, uh, but you know, my mom was always a huge movie fan. So I mean, her and my dad really, I think, helped spark my love of movies. I mean, it was my mom who took me to a revival house, The Thalia, in. Um, New York City to see North by Northwest when I was pretty young, and when uh, and that that really set me off on this path. And then it was um, later on when the Hitchcock re-releases happened in the early '80s. You know, she took me to see um, uh, uh, Vertigo and Rear Window and and uh, All the Trouble with Harry. And uh, of course, uh, um, you know, she would even take me to like indie movies. I remember we went to see Chan is Missing. Uh, in, uh, in in New York at the Cinema One, I think. Uh, but she had read a, a review about it and said, this sounds interesting. And and we went. And, you know, I used to go to the movies a lot, a lot with my mom. And, you know, of course, I was basically doing penance for uh, making her take us to see Star Trek The Motion Picture in 79. <laughs> so, which, uh, you know, she has forgiven me for after all these years. But, um, you know, that's obviously a, 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 a story that I've immortalized in celluloid when uh, we couldn't meet my two friends uh, Richard Gallo and uh, uh, Kevin Costello couldn't get in rich uh, couldn't get into um, see Star Trek and yes, so you I put I, that into House of the Dead didn't you uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> at the Brooklyn Savings Bank and begged her to take us and to her everlasting credit uh, she did and it's funny because she's heard me tell the story now a couple of times and um, she always says to me, you know, I didn't hate it. You make it sound like I hated it. I didn't hate it. And I'm like, I, I think she changes the, the thing, stories because she did hate it. She did not like it. I remember her very much saying, well, I liked when the rainbow happened and the ship went really fast. I, I don't know. I, I remember seeing on the posters, uh, I didn't hate it, Mrs. Altman. Having <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Kent's play her in the movie in Free Enterprise. That's right. The, from the mommies and, and uh, it's funny because I remember when her and my, my dad went to see um, Empire Strikes Back and they had both actually loved Star Wars they took us to see Star Wars and liked it quite a bit so I said did you 
love Empire Strikes Back? And my mom said, no. I, I, she said she only really likes when the ship went to hyperspace. This seems to be a, theor- a theme. And it doesn't go to hyperspace until the very end of the movie. So she, she says she found it a little slow. And I told her the story recently. And she said, I never said that. And it's like, no, of course you said that. How would I come up with something like that if you hadn't said that? So anyway. But yeah, my mom, I'm very grateful to her because she really encouraged my, my love of movies and... Um, you know, introduced me to a lot of great films on television and uh, in the in the theater. I mean, it was that kind of Brooklyn, New York upbringing where we had culture, you know, and, and uh, I was very fortunate. I mean, that, that uh, you know, she she inspired my my love of film. It still does. Or actually, <laughs> I get her Academy screeners and now she gets to watch all the films that. No, you don't do that. That's illegal, Mark. That's right. You, You'd you, never do that. That Mark. wouldn't happen ever. And nope. a cat is against the rules. They're never, 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 ever. Wouldn't do it. So, uh, guys, what do you say, as we do on the show, we curate a fantasy theme week, classic movies. This week, we're doing Mother's Day week. And uh, we're going we're gonna to pick movies we think our mothers, we know our mothers love. Uh, and uh, We think we know our mothers would think we know, we know they love. They love. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, try, you know, you know, don't mess with Mother Nature. Remember that commercial? Yes, it was for a margarine, I believe. I know, yes. but it kind of reminded me of who moans for Adonais. Who moans for Adonais? Who moans for Adonais? <laughs> <laughs> I say, who, who, wait, who, uh, who mourns for Mourns, yes. Mourns. Mourn. It reminds me of that whole thing. By the way, I'm waiting for a post delivery that's now taken an hour and a half my kids are ready to kill me and it's like i don't know what's going on i think they've gone to every freaking restaurant in town and uh i mean normally you know they tell you it's going to be there in 20 minutes a half hour it's there in 20 minutes a half hour like we're going on two hours now no, I think hashtag there's a lot problem. of people that are ordering food mark that's uh, true i don't know about that are there a lot yes, of people there are hearing about people that are making food that are preparing their own dishes who are you know down down with culinary culinary skills they're baking bread and buying all of the goddamn flour yes mm. so i can't get any but the you know the thing is 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 like they're supposed to go directly to the restaurant and then all of a sudden they rerouted to like other restaurants and now they're online and they got my food and it's getting cold and it's very frustrating anyway neither here nor there wait a minute we- ashley are you having a an adult beverage i i am because uh we're talking about my mom and that's how i cope <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my God, it's fine. That wasn't truth telling. No, that's just, it's, you know. Come on, I got three kids and two of them are four. Are you going to tell her about the Electric Now app? Is she going to watch you? uh... Oh, yeah, absolutely. She'll get, she'll get right on that. Wow. Wow, it sounds like you have an interesting family, Ashley. Oh, I do. I do. Now, look, I love my mom. Uh, but like, but this is just, this is not a world she understands. Like, I think um, like I had to, I had to have, you know, X-Men and Thor come out within 30 days of each other for her to believe that this was a real job. Like that's, that's where we had to be. So, you know, we're almost to the acceptance. Yeah. But what have you done lately, Ash? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What the fuck have I done lately? Uh, I don't know. What's this fringe thing? Are you you in, in apparel now? What is going on? So, okay. So let's talk about Mother's Day week. And as always, we start on Monday with Steve Melching for his mother's pick. It was his mother. His mother. Uh, He's the mother. Melching's uh, mother, Monday. On, on You say that three times fast. <laughs> Melching, Monday, your mother... I can't even remember. tell her mother her mother's a whore, Trebek. <laughs> Wait a minute, no. There's very much going off the rails. Steve, tell us about Monday and your mother's pick, or what well, you think your mother would pick. Well, let me introduce my mother because I never got a chance to. She um she was not a particular movie fan that I recall when I was growing up. We weren't a family that went to a lot of movies. Uh, as, as a family growing up with the occasional Disney movie or something. And, uh, you know, going to see the first Star Wars was a huge event, was one of the first times I remember our whole family going to a movie together. 
Um, but my I, that was when I really fell in love with the movies and uh, was within a few years of that, or about, I guess about five years later, we got our uh, VHS machine. And uh, that's when my, you know, I was starting to go to movies all the time as much as I could, although we were living out in the boondocks. So I relied on my mother to drive me to the theater and drop me off. And she was, you know, those are the days when a parent could drop a child off at a movie theater mm -hmm. and pick them up four hours later. And you yeah. were fine. It was normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she and she understood my uh, passion for movies and uh, and tolerated, if not encouraged it. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And um, when I was in high school, we got our first VHS machine. She was a bookkeeper for a lot of local uh, businesses in our little mountain town that we were living in. And uh, two of her clients were video stores, uh, video rental stores. So um, they would just let me take home movies for free uh, a lot of the time. Did and they know? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I let you, you mean you got away with it. So my, my mom, when I would tag along with my mom when she would go to like pick up their payroll or something and uh, the owner would let me take home a movie or two and my mom would just return it the next day. So I got to, that's when I really started seeing a lot of movies. And, um, and uh, then it went off to film school and, you know, really indulged, uh, you know, seeing two, three movies a day. But um once I hit adulthood, my mom suddenly became a movie lover. And mm. in recent years, she probably goes to as many, if not more movies than I do in the theater. Wow. Actually, since she's retired, um, she had, or semi-retired, she does a lot of volunteer work and, and stuff like that. But um, she goes to movies with friends every weekend, you know, sometimes more than one. And, and uh, her tastes, you know, she was born during World War II, so she's not in. When I was when I was younger, she she would always say she didn't like movies that were dark, meaning like visually dark, like nighttime movies or you know, runnery kind of or outer space where it's dark. She likes to be able to she, at the time she liked to be able to see things on the screen. It's very dark. I don't like those film noirs. I like because <laughs> they tend to be well lit. Yeah. But like she thought what you know. Uh, you know, moms today, you know, like I'm sure, uh, you know, I know Naomi and, 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 and Jen are, are, are fans of blockbuster type films. They like the Marvel movies or the Star Wars movies. You know, Absolutely. Yep. Um, but my, our moms or my mom is, or, you know, was of a generation that it's not really their thing. Although she, she liked the movies of the time, like Ben-Hur. And I remember she told me going on a first date with my dad to see Ben-Hur at the Egyptian theater. Um, but she's she's really more for uh, art house type films and dramas, so that's her that's her style. And when I and she's also of a generation where she didn't really like to watch movies more than once. Mm. Um, you know, she she likes movies, and once is good, generally speaking. So she has favorites, but she doesn't have a lot of movies that she revisits over and over again. Um, and her, when I asked her for some movies. Um, that resonated with her that she really liked she she gave me a list and there was one that she does turn to as like a comfort movie it's something that she enjoys watching whenever she comes across it although it's a movie we've done here before on the 430 movie so I'm not <laughs> sure if I should pick it but it is my mom's pick not my pick everything's good then all right so it's not your pick it's your mom's my mom's pick is when Harry met Sally huh Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him, too. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went night. over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing, make and a then... long story short, we, we did, did it. They did it. You challenged me. <laughs> I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm gonna be 40. <laughs> when? <laughs> Someday. In eight years. Oh, great. She just loves that movie. In nice. fact, you know, when she sent the email back with her list of movies, she said, I just watched this yesterday. And wow. it's like a movie that she enjoys watching that um, always 
gives her a pick. It's a pick me up film for her. It's like, she likes comedies. She likes everything, but she especially gravitates towards comedies. And this is a really smart, you know, romantic comedy from 1989 directed by Rob Reiner and written by the great Nora Ephron, of course, starring Billy Crystal and, and Meg Ryan as the sort of star. Don't forget Rob Reiner's mother's in it. That's right. Yeah. It's a good tie in. I'll have what she's having. And, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's a more modern film. She was in her 40s when this movie came out. But it's something, it's a movie that always really stuck with her. And I didn't get a chance to talk to her about why that is. But I suspect it's because she really likes those, that cast. She really likes the actors. And she really likes the, the truth of it and the comedy, uh, the the, the tone and the style of it. Um, and, and it's one of those movies that, that she, she enjoys uh, spending time with. That's great. It's a great choice. It's a wonderful movie. As I always call it, it's Annie Hall light, but you know what? Even Annie Hall light is, I'll, I'll take it. It's, 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 it's so wonderful. Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby are so charming. Um, it's, it's hysterical. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful film, a wonderful romantic comedy and uh, that has stood the test of time and uh, has so many laugh out loud moments. And it very much is, I feel like of that time that it was made, the late 80s, you know, watching Casablanca, uh, you know, in bed on TV with the split screen and them talk. It's just, it, it's very of the moment and in a wonderful way, it's a time capsule. And, and you've also got those nice little sort of documentary interst interstitials when they're interviewing the old couples talking about right. you know, their relationships over time. Who were real, who were real couples, which is adds a little extra layer to it. The fact that this wasn't scripted, but it was actually authentic. Yeah, that was kind of one of my favorite things about it. I, uh, I felt like that elevated the the movie a bit i mean look it's a great movie it's really funny it's really charming but i think just that 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 addition to it makes it um it makes it so much its own thing like i don't know that you could really remake that movie at all i just because of just how specific that is i, I think you only get away with that trick once yeah i want to say for those of you keeping score at home uh my uh postmates has still not arrived it still says that uh, it's taking longer than I expected. No kidding. So I, I have canceled that order and ordered a replacement on DoorDash. Postmates has now um, has, has, has burnt out their goodwill and I've moved the DoorDash and DoorDash is already on its way. So thank you, DoorDash, for providing for me and my family. Well, I can Excellent. see Postmates isn't going to advertise now. So <laughs> yeah, there it goes. There goes those dollars. <laughs> oh, it's taste. <laughs> oh. Great, great movie. I, I, I think we're all, it's safe to say we're all fans in addition to your mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. And I just recently, not too long ago, watched uh, the night, the, there's a new Blu-ray, I think, that came out not long ago, or at least I got it not long ago, and it looks great. And, you know, it, it, truly a classic of the genre that is as relevant and fun today as it was, gosh, 31 years ago? Is that possible? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I just want to let you know that I will never want this wagon wheel table <laughs> oh there's so many funny lines in that movie and and the shout factory blu-ray that you mentioned to, um is is really terrific it's much better than the old mgm uh uh blu-ray there's a lot of great special features on it and it, it warrants that because it's just you know it's a, it's a really special film and you know it was contemporary i think with us sort of graduating from college, maybe not, mm -hmm. not Ashley. So we were kind of a little little younger than that those those characters, but it, I, so it really resonated, I think, uh, in a in a in a big way. Uh, it, was, it was definitely contemporary to me dropping out of college. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was. Uh, I think it came out uh, my junior senior year of college. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, obviously, I, I remember seeing it in New York at uh, one of those grand uh, theaters, and uh, it was a, a great experience. With a, I saw it with a good friend of mine from college. We both loved it, and um, just uh, just a, like a, a wonderful film. But clearly, the Woody Allen uh, influence is, is abundant uh, throughout uh, that oh. In, in, in so many ways, not the least of which is the way Reiner shot New York, New York City. Yeah, it's a very loving ode to 
this wonderful city that is New York that's going through so much uh, tragedy right now. And uh, we are very much keep New York in our thoughts. And it's, you know, to watch movies like uh, uh, Harry Met Sally and of course uh, Manhattan and so many of these great, we should do a New York week one of these days, you know, uh, great New York films. Because there's so many, there's the whole, these Sydney Lumet films. There's anyway, I don't want to even start from New York. <laughs> Escape from New York. Yes. Be Ashley's pick. Um, the food is arriving from DoorDash to the rest. The door. Yeah, Mega Man, I think, takes place in New York. Uh, no, that's actually in Los Angeles. Is it really? Yeah. Well, frack. Okay. Sorry. So many great movies, and even like Three Days of the Condor, which isn't specifically uh, a, a New York movie. But um, you know, takes. Put it in. Planet of the Apes count as a New York movie? Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's more of a New Jersey movie, actually. Right, because they do find the, the Statue of Liberty. Just saying. Yeah. See, it has to be somewhere in the vicinity, unless it like flew somewhere. <laughs> Steve, that's great. Anything you want to say to your mother, Steve, in case she's uh, downloading the Electric Now app and is is watching the show right now? Hi, mom. Uh, I hope I interpreted your love for this movie correctly. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. That brings us to Tuesday and Darren Doctorman. Tuesday. Um, whose mother inspired the entire show. Whose mother inspired this week, uh, at least for me. Um, my mom loves uh, a lot of movies, and she, uh, she likes watching them on TV. She likes watching them in the theater, and, uh, and she just uh, has been uh, you know, watching them since she was little. Um, uh, her uh, uncle and aunt used to take her to New York when she was younger, and uh, take her to uh, Radio City and uh, and other movie palaces, and uh, and uh, she had uh, you know many happy memories of that. And uh, I guess one of the times she went, uh, she saw this movie from 19 that was made in 1943. It actually uh, came out in the United States in 1944 in April. Um, it is uh, Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre. Uh, starring Orson Welles, Joan Fontaine, and Margaret O'Brien. Do you think I could stay here to become nothing to you? Do you think because I'm poor and obscure and plain that I'm soulless and heartless? I have as much soul as you and fully as much heart. And if God had gifted me with wealth and beauty, I should have made it as hard for you to leave me as, as it is now for me to leave you. There, I've spoken my heart, and let me go. Jane, Jane, strange. This almost unearthly thing. You that I love is my own flesh. Don't walk me, don't. Don't for Blanche. It's you I want. Answer me, Jane, quickly. Say, Edward, I'll marry you. Say it, Jane. Say it. Not read your face. Read quickly. Say, Edward, I'll marry you. Um, with a screenplay by Aldous Huxley. Really? Which is, yeah, which is fascinating. Brave new draft. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, part, part of his little adventure in Hollywood. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's beautifully shot in black and white, and uh, Orson Welles is, uh, is slumming it, working in, uh, you know, working on movies that he had nothing to do with other than act in. And uh, he was basically doing, doing it to make money after... Uh, uh, Kane uh, uh, crashed, and uh, it's uh, it's lovely. It's uh, it's uh, one of the uh, best tellings of this uh, you know this famous novel. Uh, there have been many, and my mom loves all of them. Uh, there's a there was a uh, one in the '70s with uh, uh, George C. Scott uh, and Susanna York that was actually a TV movie version. Uh, there was one that was later with Timothy Dalton, and I don't remember the other actress. And then there was another one that was more recent, like within the past uh, five years, I believe, um, that she said she didn't like because it was all uh, sort of too smoky and she couldn't see anything. So <laughs> um, I think I think that's that's as good a review as I can think. Um, but the the original too dark. Yeah, too dark. It's too dark. I can't see. Um, but of course, uh, uh, 
it's uh, a classic story. Orson Welles plays uh, uh, Edward Rochester, no relation to uh, Jack Benny's uh, butler. Um, as a uh, lord of a mysterious manor house uh, who has a, a horrible secret and, uh, and a, a deep secret pain. And, uh, and Everyone secret pain. That's right, that's right. Um, but it's a, it's a, yes, what? Share it with me. No, I, I am hey, right now. Do it. Longer to sharing. <laughs> I'm trying to share. Don't uh, make me your translation. Share your pain with me now. <laughs> Even when we're not doing the Star Trek podcast, we're doing the Star Trek podcast. We, Amazing. Still old. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and of course, Joan Fontaine is actually Olivia, Olivia de Havilland's sister, which yes. Uh, I, I, you know, realized that a few years ago when I was taken aback because I had no idea. And they um, hated each other. They, they hated, hated each other. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a great film. It's uh, you know from uh, the early '40s, so it's it's very uh, old Hollywood and uh, beautifully shot, beautifully acted, and uh, very uh, high drama. What a great week this is shaping up to be, and very eclectic at that. Well, I'm curious to see if Ashley's mom thinks as outside the box as Ashley. This is going to be very telling to see if the <laughs> apple falls far from the tree. So without any further ado, we go to Wednesday and Ashley Edward Miller's mom. So guys, I had a really long talk with my mom about this, about like what her tastes are. You know, what are the things um, that, that, that she really likes? Like what she really resonates to. And what she said to me, was Ashley, you know, there are a lot of things that I, I really love in films when I go to see them. But I think the thing that I love the most is a little bit of Bayhem, which is why my mom's pick is Armageddon. What? Wow. She does think I- No, I'm kidding. It's, no, of course not. Are you kidding me? The woman couldn't make it through a mooning scene in American Graffiti. It's not Armageddon, it's Caligula. <laughs> Uh, 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 no, I, <laughs> uh, okay, so my now the real story. Actually, yeah, the real story. The real story um, is uh, is a movie that is one of my mother's favorite things, um, along with Whiskers on Kittens and yes. shit like that. I, I don't think uh, that's one of the, the lyrics. Yes, from the whiskers <laughs> on kittens and shit like that. Uh, the uh, the nineteen sixty five classic from the director of Star Trek the Motion Picture, uh, Robert Wise, The Sound of Music. They have sung for a thousand years. Cream colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. So look, Sound of Music is a great goddamn movie, especially if you're into musicals. Um, I mean, it's beautifully shot. Uh, you know, it is the the music is is great. It's memorable. Like it's inspired Simpsons episodes. What? Um, you know, dough a beer. I need a beer. Ray, the guy who gives me beer. Like, I mean, you can go through <laughs> the whole thing, right? And, but you know, I didn't get a lot out of my mom on what it was about the sound of music. So I kind of, uh, I have my own theory about it. So the movie comes out 1965. Near as I can figure, my mom was 21 years old in 1965. And a Nazi. And a Nazi, exactly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she's a Nazi. Um, yeah, she, she always wore brown shirts around the house. Like I couldn't figure out why. I did not uh, see that coming. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. Hear me out of this. So here's my theory. So a lot of the movies that that we love, right, the ones that we really resonate to, they, they hit us, the ones that we talk about, um, at, at very specific stages in our life. I think either they're the movie that where we first discovered a film, right, like Star Wars, or it's something that, that activated um, some other love from childhood, like it's, it's Superman. Or there are things that kind of hit us in that, hey, I'm just graduating from college, you know, era. It's, I am, I am just kind of coming into my own as an adult, and here is this story that is speaking to me um, about, you know, independence. And I, and I think, just kind of knowing my mom um, and, and, and trying to look at this movie through her eyes, right? She, um, look, my mom is kind of a bad news. I mean, uh, she, you know, grew up in, um, in a part of the country uh, in Western Pennsylvania, near Amish country that still hasn't crawled out of the Great Depression, man. I mean, you're talking about a place where there are like, you know, there are funeral homes, I'm not even exaggerating, competing funeral homes on opposite sides of one street, okay? Like, that's, that's what we're talking about. Um, you know, places with no money, where uh, women, especially at the time, um, didn't always graduate from high school, let alone go on to college, let alone graduate from college, let alone, you know, go on and like, and get a PhD, right? Which is all the shit my mom did. Um, and because they had no money, uh, you know, she had to, um, you know, work her way through college, pay her tuition all by herself, you know, and, and she worked like every day of her life, whether she was helping out on the farm or, you know, she was working in the school cafeteria or she was working as a waitress or she was doing whatever. Or, um, you know, she had my sister and I like just with her while she was like getting her graduate degree, while she was getting her, her EDD, all of this shit. And so I imagine her like sitting there and watching The Sound of Music and seeing Julie Andrews, right? Who is this character who is fully in command of herself and of her life in this very chaotic situation. And you kind of take that and you put that on top of, that's kind of exactly the sorts of questions she's asking herself at the time that she goes to see this movie. And then you add to that, just what, a, what, a, what an amazing cinematic experience that film must have been to see that for the first time in context. When, you know, it's like that, that movie just by itself is an event. I mean, it's, there are so many iconic images from it. I mean, how can it not make an impression on you? So my interpretation, again, this is just, this is just interpretation, right? This is like, you know, uh, forensic, well, it's not really forensic, it's nobody's dead, but you know, it's just this, it just, you know, this analysis of understanding the person and trying to read something at, something um, in from the film that feels relevant to me. And I get it, man, it's like, I get it because it does have a power. It's not, it's not really my thing, but I get it. Like if, if that movie comes on, I'll watch it. I'll sit through the songs. You know, it's like, I'll feel pretty, you know, I can be 16 going on 17. It's like, I, I'm not a super fan of that movie. I can um, still tell you what the songs are. Ashley, I feel pretty is not in the sound of music. It's in West it's Side not, Story. Well, motherfucker, see, <laughs> this is not musical week. Are you sure? But whiskers pretty sure. Kid, Right, these are a few of my favorite things, and sixteen That's, going on seventeen are darn totally right. Absolutely, and Shakespeare and its original Klingon is not in Sound of Music either. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Although it would have been amazing if it were. Talk, ah, talk to me. My God. Um, yes. Yes. So there you go. There you have it. Nice. My mom. Your mother. That's great. That no, that and and uh, you had me going with Armageddon, but uh, only because it was your mother. But uh, that, that that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> um, so that brings us great choice. Obviously, again, fantastic week so far. Leave it to me to ruin it. Uh, now, um, uh, you know, so many great choices. Now, I didn't get the memo. I didn't ask my mom. I didn't need to ask my mom because I know what her taste in movies is. He knows, Doctor. And, and you have so many movies that um, would be right that I can't include because they've been on other weeks. You know, certainly Charade, one of my mom's favorite movies, like movie. North by Northwest, Rear Window. But I, I know exactly the right pick for her. 
And I think when she hears this, assuming uh, she can figure out how to download the Electric Now app, what's a podcast? Um, is uh, is uh, 1953's Willie Wyler, Roman Holiday. Nice. Question in my mind wow. that was a pick. Audrey Hepburn won uh, Best Actress, uh, and deservedly so, in one of her first roles. Um, one of the co-writers, of course, was Dalton Trumbo, who was uh, blacklisted at the time, and uh, was not given credit until many, many years later. Why don't you take a little time for yourself? Maybe another hour. Live dangerously. Take the whole day. I could do some of the things I've always wanted to. Like what? Oh, you can't imagine. I'd, I'd like to do just whatever I like the whole day long. <laughs> things like having your hair cut? Eating gelato? Yes, and I'd, I'd like to sit a sidewalk cafe and look in shop windows, walk in the rain, have fun and maybe some excitement. Doesn't seem much to you, does it? It's great. Tell you what, why don't we do all those things together? But don't you have to work? Work now. Today is going to be a holiday. But you don't want to do a lot of silly things. Don't I? First wish, one sidewalk cafe coming right up. Uh, it's just a wonderful, charming film in which uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn plays a, uh, a princess who's tired of life in the palace and sneaks out and uh, uh, ends up uh, meeting uh, journalist Gregory Peck that was originally offered to Cary Grant. He turned it down. Um, uh, maybe it's an apocryphal story, but they say it was because he felt he was too old for Audrey Hepburn. But of course, 10 years later, he does charade with Audrey and he's 10 years older. So, But uh, it's, it's just such a charming, wonderful movie. And it is also part of that era when Hollywood is finally getting out of the soundstage and shooting on location. And you see Italy in all its glory at the time, post-war. It's beautiful. It's sweet. She is so endearing. Uh, uh, Gregory Luminous. Peck. She's luminous. She's absolutely luminous. And uh, it, there's some wonderful supporting performances from some great uh, character actors, uh, Italian character actors. Eddie Albert's in it. He's wonderful. He's a uh, great Italian character actor. <laughs> well, I'm saying great Italian character actor, <laughs> Eddie Albert. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to ruin the ending for those of you who haven't seen it, but what a wonderful, wonderful ending. And, uh, you know, particularly in this age in which things are so cynical and, and, and uh, people are so negative in general, I, I think you know um the way it ends is just so perfect i'm gonna uh, spoil it she's the murderer okay <laughs> i mean let's let's not be cool you know, that gregory peck treats her uh and he's working for pretty much a tabloid and and you know but he makes the moral choices you know throughout as difficult as it might be for his career it, it's just it's just utterly charming and uh i understand why my mom liked it so much i'm sure she saw it at just the right age mm -hmm. uh um, you know, um, uh, growing up in New York, and, and I don't know, uh, she's probably going to the Bronx High School of Science at the time. I, I imagine she saw it in high school, uh, maybe younger than that, actually. Young, and, but uh, but uh, she's always loved that movie and definitely passed on that love, not only to me, but my daughter. So um, anyway, my pick for my mom, and nice. she can shoot it, is Star Trek the much, I mean, Roman Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what a terrific movie. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, the location photography of Rome is absolutely spectacular in that movie. That's the one of the things that I think about first when I think about that movie. And, and it's interesting because Roman Holiday was made only a few years after, you know, the neorealist films like Bicycle Thief or Bicycle Thieves right. also filmed on location, but a much sort of grimmer post-war uh, portrait of Italy, uh, whereas Roman Holiday is this almost fantastical, you know, fairy tale type uh, 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 depiction of Rome as this, this city come bursting back to life. You would never think of Mussolini. I mean, it completely romanticizes Italy. I mean, even to this day, I mean, people want to go to the scenes where, you know, places where that was filmed, the famous scene where he puts his hand into the, uh, you know, and, and thinks, you know, like it's being bit off, you know, and uh, it's uh, just wonderful. And uh, yeah, just uh, Italy is... Italy is luminous in that uh, in that movie. It's certainly... I've never been to Italy. I've, I've, I've been 
all around uh, the, the border of Italy, but I would love to go to Italy one day when this horrible pandemic is over and we're all uh, traveling again. And uh, I would love to go to go to Italy. Let's all go. Let's all we'll do like a special Let's have a Roman holiday podcast. Hi, <laughs> from Rome. 4.30 movie. Well, if somebody does some kind of podcast convention then, there or something, invite us because we'd love to come. Damn right. Or we'll do it from beautiful. Spain. Do uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona live from Spain. Um, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, but yeah, so anyway. So now what we're doing for Friday is normally we pick uh, you know, a film. We, we put a bunch of, we talk about a bunch of films. Now your mothers, as I understand it, have given you uh, other films. Yes. I couple of films that I know my mother mom loves that I would mention. Uh, so let's just see how this shapes up. And then ultimately we're not rewarding any one mother with their choice. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're just giving a bunch of options for people to watch on Friday. It's not a mom smackdown. No. It, it's basically just, here's what our moms love. And uh, you make the call, you pick the winner. So <laughs> Anyway, uh, Darren, why don't we start with you? Uh, okay. What are the other films uh, for Friday? Uh, my mom picked a second one, and it's uh, uh, more recent, from 2006. It's, uh, it's Miss Potter, which is the uh, slightly fictionalized uh, uh, life story of uh, Beatrix Potter, uh, author of the beloved and best-selling children's book, The Tales of Peter Rabbit, and uh, her struggle for love, happiness, and success starring uh, Renee Zellweger, Ewan McGregor, uh, Emily Watson, uh, directed by Chris Noonan, and uh, written by Richard Malty Jr. Um, uh, she, she forced me to watch this one uh, a, a few years ago, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a little bit schmaltzy, but that's okay, because um, yeah. it's, it's a very sweet film, and uh, who knows what uh, liberties it takes with the actual story, it's a it's a it's a very nice uh, love story about uh, a uh, a a woman who uh, who uh, learned to express herself through art and uh, learned to become a full person, which is a very lovely story. Great. What about you, Steve? What 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 uh, what do you have for Friday? What do you have for us for Friday? She gave me a a short list, and I'll just rattle off a few titles and then settle on one. I love it. She uh, yeah. She's prepared oh, yeah. too. <laughs> the apple does not fall far. So some of the other films she mentioned is really uh, liking is uh, the uh, Chicago, the uh, Rob Marshall uh, adaptation from 2002. She liked Argo, the Ben Affleck wow, film think... from 2012. Yeah. Uh, she liked Hidden Figures right. from 2016 about the, the space program, a terrific movie. Uh, she really responded to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because that really reminded her wow. of growing up in and living in Los Angeles. I love your mom. What's that? What it was like to be in the Manson family. Yeah. <laughs> Who would remind me of that time we murdered Sharon Tate? <laughs> That's and, not uh, what Steve's mom sounds like. <laughs> uh, she generally doesn't like genre films, but she really liked The Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, she liked A Beautiful Mind, the, uh, the uh, Ron Howard movie. Um, she likes Slumdog Millionaire, yeah. the Dan Boyle movie. Super. But then one, the one that she listed that I really liked and that I actually want to watch again because I haven't seen it since it came out was The Piano, mm. the Jane Campion. Holly Hunter, yeah. Holly Hunter from 93. And uh, I, I haven't seen this movie since 93, I think. That's and one I not to see with your mom. Yeah, holy crap, yeah. right? <laughs> just, Harvey Keitel shows us his penis again in that movie, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, it's Sam Neill cuts off her finger, and you know it's uh, it's pretty intense. But I, I remember uh, I remember thinking it was a really good film, and now I want to watch it again. Oh, all good choices! Wow, you know maybe our mother should do this show instead of us. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, what about you? What what do you got for us? I don't know. So my mom gave me uh, the the names of two other movies, and there's just like this weird Venn diagram happening with Steve's mom. Um, and it's, uh, so the movie that I that I was going to pick as Wednesday, I decided to shuffle off as just one of the the also rans for Friday. And the reason why you'll understand in a moment, um, it was Sleepless in Se Sleepless in Seattle, right? Meg Ryan, um, Nora Ephron directs. It's just all sort of very uh, to me personally. 
it's kind of the claim version of when Harry met Sally is, is but it's certainly it's definitely I think kind of capitalizing like on that vibe it's like I think was that Nora Ephron's like directorial debut yeah um, I, I, I worked on it in Seattle okay wow and, crazy yeah uh, were and, there a lot of sleepless nights working on it were you actually really yeah really but but Sven Nyquist was the the cinematographer and he was hanging around the offices that was awesome that's awesome and Nora yeah. Ephron was great uh and it was but it was obviously when harry met sally again yeah 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 it's like that's kind of my that was kind of my response to it you know it's like a little bit like okay i mean and i i can't even begin to like tell you why of all the many movies that have ever been made that's on the list it should be telling me something i'm not sure what but i respect the choice right it's like i just thought that was interesting um in the context of uh steve's mom's pick absolutely um the, uh, the second movie that she named is another movie that Steve's mom named, Hidden Figures. She loves Hidden Figures. She thinks that's great. That was like, that was like on the three. It's like, oh, you know, it's about like, you know, having, you know, believing in yourself and like courage and faith and all these things. I, I, I think she, you know, responded to the messages of that movie. Does she but like again, it because of the figures or because they're hidden? I think both. But again, remember, this is, you know, like I kind of said about the whole thing, The Sound of Music, this is a woman who, um, who, you know, finished, you know, her, her, her doctorate and did all that other shit kind of all on her own, um, you know, in the 60s and the 70s when women didn't really do that, man. Mm -hmm. So I can totally see her like watching that movie and going, you know, in from that point of view, I relate. Like I relate to being told that this is not something that I'm supposed to be doing, that I should be doing this totally different thing. Um, mm. You know, and balancing that like with, with just all of like the, the pressures of, of family and like, and what does that mean? And like, and womanhood and just all of that other stuff. It's just, I totally get why, um, why she would watch that movie and go, I get it. So that, those were the two that, that she gave me, Sleepless in Seattle and Hidden Figures. I think that's very cool that uh, all our mothers are very strong-willed uh, women, and uh, they, they, uh, they're very smart, and they're very, uh, uh, they have good taste. And, um, you know, my mom was a, was a labor and delivery nurse for years and years, and she, you know, spent hundreds of hours taking care of people and then us. And so she had, you know, experiences way beyond what I could ever imagine about, you know, life and things like that. And, um, and she still had time to uh, sort of raise us. And I find that yeah. amazing and wonderful. Yeah, no, it's funny. My mom also uh, a physical therapist and rehabilitative therapy. And it's the same thing. I don't know where she found time to take us for braces and to pick up uh, dinner, make dinner and, and, uh, all that, all that stuff because Cold DoorDash. No, no, you know, <laughs> Wendy's had just opened back in the seventies. I remember it. it was like a real treat to go to Wendy's in 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 Brooklyn. But very more often she would cook. I remember we had a you remember Mr. Burger or what was it called? It was like this little skillet that, that you could make burgers on. Mr. I don't know burger. I don't remember, but my, you know it was a, no, it was called uh, hamburger. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> The important thing is that she taught me about movies. And so my, my, my mom's picks, I think, are going to be very different. And now, again, these are movies that I know she loves that she's talked about, not from a recent conversation, although in a very roundabout way, I will get to one which I know would be her pick. So, okay. One of them is, I don't know if any of you have even heard of this, The Yellow Rolls Royce. It was an anthology film following a Yellow Rolls Royce and all its owners. Uh, it was a 1965 movie. It was my a mom mentioned that the other day. Yeah. That's hilarious. That is really funny because it's a very obscure. Yeah. And I don't know if it's even on uh, DVD or Blu-ray. I think it's on digital. And I, the last time I saw it, I was probably, you know, uh, 10 years old, 12 years old. Watched it on Channel 5, I think, in New York. I haven't seen it since. I actually do want to watch it again. That would be one of the things. The other is actually a movie I quite like called The Assassination Bureau with Oliver Reed and Diana Rigg, in ah. which he's the head of... Um, this assassination group uh, uh, and uh, they murder all these people and she's a reporter and then she hires um, the assassination bureau to murder Oliver Reed, the head of the assassination bureau. It's a charming movie. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. It has a lot of bond in it. As Telly Savalas is in it. 
uh, you know, Diana Rigg, uh, you know, it, it was made in that same era. Wolf Mankiewicz was one of the writers. Nice. Um, it, it, you know, really another movie that I used to watch on TV. She goes, oh, you got to watch this. You love this. It's great. I love this movie. And Oliver Reed is just luminous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Diana Rigg had all the time in the world until she didn't. Oh. It's great. Too soon. Uh, too soon. And it has a great Ron Grainer score, you know, who did Get Carter and sure. Doctor Who and uh, and the Prisoner. Uh, so, and the Prisoner, of course. And uh, so, so you know, another movie I know we saw together that she loved was Run Lola Run, hmm. uh, with uh, Franco Portente, uh, directed by uh, Tom Tiquer. And uh, terrific, terrific movie. Again, I think we we went to go see it because it had gotten these great reviews, and my mom would read these, you know, reviews, and that's what led us to the hunger, unfortunately, and to <laughs> the run. But I, I, you know, I, I actually found out just recently my pick for her. Um, I was telling her about some of the films I was showing my daughter. Uh, <laughs> we watched Psycho recently. Uh, we we went to go see Rear Window at the American Cinematheque before uh, the pandemic, obviously. Um, and we were watching all these great movies. And my mom said, I thought she was going to say uh, one of these movies. She said, oh, you know what you should show her? I said, no, mom, what should I show her? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I said, real? I love Crouching But I had no idea that this, she said, oh, it's one of my favorite movies. Wow. Shocked. I was absolutely shocked. And she loves it. Every time I, 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 I talk to her, she said, did you show Ella Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yet? So I think that has That's to be funny. my mom's pick. And... Uh, Obviously, it's a wonderful pick. I mean, mm -hmm. I think Steve and I have talked about this on the show before. We saw it not just once, but twice at the Telluride Film Festival. And again, when it opened here in Los Angeles right. a few months later. It's a just a wonderful, uh, brilliant movie by Ang Lee uh, with Chow Young-Fat and Zhang Yi and the luminous Zhang Yi. And it's, it's the third Chow best Yang. Star Wars film ever made. Yeah. We say that every time, and it's so true. And I wonder if people know what we mean by that. I don't care. They don't They should. <laughs> And they should learn. They should watch it's a it. great it's movie. Funny. Kills me every time. Great. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh's Zhang Zhi Zhang or Zhang Zi. Yeah. My my mom really wants you to watch it. I know she wants <laughs> her to watch it. So nice. you know, mention you guys should all watch it uh, as as well. So those are man, those are great picks all across the board. Yeah. Man, we got I some mean, good moms. Yeah. Some really good moms. Word to your mothers. We're, 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 we're all very lucky. We're very lucky that we have, uh, that first of all, all our moms are still with us mm -hmm. and uh, that they have been so great. And, uh, you know, obviously given this pandemic and the fact that we all live far from our, uh, from our moms, it, it's great that we could actually uh, reunite to pay tribute to them in this very special episode of the 430 movie. Yes. Yeah, now this is the point where I would ask Bill Ritter or Natalie to tell us what their mom's favorite movies are. But of course, we're doing this via Zoom. But uh, we want to ask. They just can't answer. Just can't answer. <laughs> Talk to us, please. We're going crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, as always, we're so appreciative to Bill Ritter for making it sound great. I think his job is really cut out for him now on Zoom. It makes it even more difficult. And of course, uh, Natalie and Absentia. We're appreciative to our production coordinators, uh, Zach Raggetts, and our research consultant, uh, Peter Holmstrom, who helps put the clips together. Um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, just what a, what a terrific episode uh, we, we've had uh, today. Uh, Mother's Day week on the 430 movie. So Monday, Steve Melching. Monday was When Harry Met Sally. And Tuesday. It is uh, I, uh, Jane Eyre, 1944. And uh, Wednesday, Ashley Miller. On Wednesday, nobody feels pretty in 1965's The Sound of Music. <laughs> hey, it's Willie Wyler's Roman Holiday. And Friday, it's Take Your Pick. Take your pick of the wonderful things that our moms suggested to us. But the wonderful things that our moms gave us was us. Yeah. <laughs> thing called My Life. I mean, you know, we all have siblings, but let's face it, we're we're the preferred siblings. So, I mean, you know, Dave, Darren has Dave, you know, and we're, and, uh, we're the Dave. only ones with a podcast. Yeah, for <laughs> I mean, sure, that is for certain. No, uh, that much is certain. But uh, but it's really, I'm so glad we could do this because uh, it's a great way to pay tribute to our moms, and of course, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, we have some moms uh, in the household, like uh, Jen Miller, uh, who uh, we, we've heard some of your horror stories going to the movies, Ashley, during your court, long courtship. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder, uh, what would Jen's pick be for this week? Any idea? Oh, my God. What would her pick be? You know what? Eight is enough. No, that's not a movie. No, no, no. Um, maybe I... Uh, for some reason, I want to, now I'm going to, I'm going to verify this once we're off the podcast, but she, she might say the Goonies. You know what? I could yell at her and ask her. You know, that, that's, that's yeah, good okay. enough. That's hey, good Jen. Enough. The Goonies and Sarah Watson's favorite movie. Apparently. Hey, Jen. <laughs> never mind. We'll just, never mind. <laughs> we're going to go with the Goonies. Okay, there you go. No, look, and the mother of my children, my wonderful, beautiful, fabulous wife, Naomi, uh, who I met at a film festival, met at Telluride Film Festival, ha has a love of movies equal to my own, and uh, so many favorite movies, but probably for the sake of this podcast, you would say Free Enterprise, if only to, uh... yeah, I mean, it's so funny, but she quotes lines to that movie, and I'm like, I'll say to her, what's that from? She goes, your movie, Free Enterprise. I'm like, oh. I don't even remember. That's how long ago it is, or how old I am. That must have been a Rob Page. <laughs> anyway, who knows? But uh, this is great. It's great seeing you guys. How are you guys? Is. Pandemic. Oh, Jen, what's your what what movie is your favorite? What would you like watch on Mother's Day if you could watch any movie? Either To Catch a Thief or The Goonies. Uh, I was half right. She said either The Goonies or To Catch a Thief. But to catch a thief, thank you very much. There you go. Good. Five hundred, Alex. Thanks. All right. You know what? I think I think I just won like the newlywed game or some shit. I I, I feel like I did something right. It's like <laughs> my God. Just don't ask me what her favorite color is. I think it's black. <laughs> or her favorite child. Her favorite child. Yeah. Well, I could I could narrow that list down it's right you. now. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> the safe answer is always Caden. So I, I want to. To all all those mothers out there, um, and all our listeners, happy happy Mother's Day from all of us to all of you. It's a true gift to be able to do this show for you and have so many of you continue to uh, indulge us by downloading and listening to the show and watching us on the new Electric Now app, which you can download from any of your favorite app stores. All almost all the episodes of the Four Thirty Movie are available, along with the Glorious Trexperts, the Rebel on the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. And of course, the great and glorious Trexperts, uh, where we recently had uh, Henry Gilroy on talking about Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and Stephen Melching talking about Stephen Melching. That was fun. So um, <laughs> until I'm intrigued. Well, <laughs> he was very generous, and and uh, oh my God, how great was the end of the Clone Wars? Did you it guys? Was uh, so great. Shh. Spoilers. <laughs> I will say only this, Caden made us watch Revenge of the Sith because he hadn't seen it before we watched the end of the Clone Wars. Oh. And I will say that that um, the Clone Wars, oh my God. It's like, I, I refuse to believe that Ahsoka Tano would ever, ever have put up with that whiny little bitch from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Never in a billion years. I, 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 that ending is so great. It's so great. Uh, look, Clone Wars is a remarkable series, and boy, did it stick the landing. I mean, it's up there with Star Trek The Next Generation and uh, Breaking Bad and MASH. You know, what a great... It went out in a blaze of glory, and it was because it was a great... And, what, you know, one of the great Star Wars sagas. Um, and if, you, if you're... Somehow you think you're too good for animation, because you think it's a cartoon with, like, Hong Kong Fooey or something, it's better than Hong Kong Fooey. It's better than McGill Gorilla. You know what? It's actually better than a lot of things. You should check it out. And I'm not just saying that because we worked on it for many years. It's a great, great show. But none of our and mothers would have picked it, so. No. Never. She's like, what is that? Clone War? I'm not watching that. So I, will I will have you know that my mother flew out to Los Angeles to be my date to the premiere of the Clone Wars movie. Wow. Wow. That's really, that's really cool. You're that's a really regular cool. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but come on, you got to mention, I mean, Steve, who who loves Star Wars all these years, and who first went to see it in Hawaii those many years ago, for him to have his credit on a actual Star Wars movie in theaters, it's pretty damn cool. 
It's uh, and for my mom to, I mean, I think she was so proud of me seeing me walk down that red carpet with George Lucas, and you know, we're sitting in the theater with George and and a bunch of other Star Wars, you know, celebrities, and uh, it was it was uh, it was a, it was great. It was a great day. Yeah, and no, I was I, so pleased that you- she could be there. Uh, I do not believe that the uh, postman's delivery has come, but nope, still on the way. But the uh, DoorDash did come, so very grateful for um, to DoorDash for making dinner possible for those in the Altman household, and uh, for all of you. Who, um, when we return from hiatus, we're looking forward. But check your 4:30 movie feed because it's possible that in the interim uh, we will occasionally. Uh, I think for Father's Day we talked about reuniting for a Father's Day episode next month. Uh, and then hopefully we'll be back in late summer with all new episodes for season three of the 430 movie if uh, if we can. If all goes well. If all goes well. I mean, that depends on the state of the world, the state of our careers, and uh, the uh, – but but it's certainly our hope that we will return to this place again. Again, one day. <laughs> uh, on behalf of uh, Steve Melching, Ashley Miller, Darren Docterman, and myself, Mark Altman – Thanks for joining us. Happy Mother's Day and Eyewitness News starts now. This episode brought to you by Dunder Mifflin, limitless paper in a paperless world. This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.